Today, 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 everything changes for you. There is absolutely nothing any of us can do to change our past. But please know that your decision to join us in the purity of our praise unto God today definitely changes your future. St. Peter United decrees that you are worthy, you are loved, you are accepted, and you have a purpose. Our scripture reading this morning comes to us from 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter 5, 2 Kings 5, verses 1 through 14, 2 Kings 5, 1 through 14. You can look it up on your Bible app or in your pew Bible, or if you have the Bible at home and you're viewing online, please go to 2 Kings 5, verses 1 through 14. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version, and that's the version that'll be on the screen as well, too. It starts, it says, Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Aram, was a great man and in high favor with his master because by him the Lord had given him victory over Aram. The man, though a mighty warrior, suffered from leprosy. Now the Arameans, on one of their raids, had taken a young girl captive from the land of Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, if only my lord Naaman were with the prophet who is in Samaria, in other words, if only you, Naaman, were with the prophet from Samaria, the place where you took me from, he would cure him of his leprosy. So Naaman went in and told his Lord just what the girl from the land of Israel had said. And the king of Aram said, go then, and I will send along a letter to the king of Israel. And he went and taken, taken with him 10 talents of silver and 6,000 shekels of gold and 10 sets of garments. He brought the letter to the king of Israel, which read, when this letter reaches you, know that I have sent to you my servant Naaman, that you may cure him of his leprosy. When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to give death and life that this man sends word to me to cure this man of lep leprosy? Just look and see how he's trying to pick a quarrel with me. But when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, he sent a message to the king. In other words, dude, calm down. Why have you torn your clothes? Let him come to me, that he may learn that there is indeed a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and, halt, and halted at the entrance of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a message to him saying, go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored and you shall be clean. Mm. Oh, you know, but Naaman, but Naaman became angry and went away saying, I thought that for me, he would surely come out and stand and call on the name of the Lord, his God, and he would wave his hand over the spot and cure my leprosy. 
Are not Abana and Parpa, the rivers of Damascus, my waters, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? He turned and went away in a rage. But his servants, the nobodies, approached him and said, Father, if the prophet had commanded you to do something difficult, would you not have done it? How much more when all he said to do was to go wash and be clean. So he went down and immersed himself seven times in the Jordan. And according to the word of the man of God, his flesh was restored like the flesh of a young boy. And he was clean. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I want to talk briefly this morning about creating the extraordinary in the ordinary. Creating the extraordinary in the ordinary. Let us pray. Let us pray. Gracious God, give us the eye of the eagle. Help us to see into all of our hopes, joys, fears, and sorrows. Weave our hands to the gospel plow and tie our tongues to truth. Come now, thou fount of every blessing. Tune my heart to sing thy grace. Let us hear from you the still speaking, ever living God in our midst. This is our prayer in the name of our great ancestor and savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So today we wrap up this sermon series, and I need to just briefly reflect on what has come before this. Cree, he opened us up with going all the way back to the beginning, to Genesis. And he started out by saying, we can't elevate from a place of comfort. And I was in D.C. and started feeling like I had to run around the room because You cannot change if you are staying comfortable. And then there was another line in there that said, don't combine perfection with progress. Many of us cannot move forward because we want to perfectly progress, but progress is going to be nasty and dirty. And then he said, you got to push them peas. Some purpose, some passion, some peace, and some progress. But if we are trying to do it with perfection, it will cause us to overlook our progress. That is a direct quote from the philosopher Creed. Then I swooped in and I talked about freedom, our Christian freedom. And I said, you can do whatever you want to do. It's all lawful for you to do it. But is it beneficial? Then Phoenix came and said, awareness acceptance, and this is what got me, snatched my wig clean off my head. Alignment of our behavior with our awareness of who we want to be. In other words, you can be aware of who you are. You can be aware of where you want to go. You can accept that that is what it is, but if you don't align your behavior with that awareness, then nothing is going to change. In other words, your rear end won't go where your head has not decided it would go. And then Shelley came and said, representation, representation matters. Representation matters. But what I got from that is it's not enough for me to see somebody that looks like me 
on the podium or at the pulpit. It's not enough for me to see somebody that looks like me and acts like me on TV. It's not enough for me to see somebody that is like me and that I want to become like. It's not enough for me to do it. I have to actually perform some analysis on who I am and I may have to alter. I like self-alteration. I love that. I love that, Shelly. Can I throw in the word edit? I might have to edit my ass so that I can figure out how to become the thing that I want to become. And it ain't just about just doing it. It requires radical love. It requires transparent living. It requires transcendent living. In other words, it has to go beyond just your earthly self. And then she closed that out with what I like for her to close out. You know, it kind of irritates people sometimes when people are just honest They just don't understand just the brutal honesty of it. But sometimes you just got to tell folks, everything that I want, I'm going to get. Everything that I desire shall be mine. Everything that I see for myself in the future, I am going to have it. You might be timid and shy. You might be kind of soft-spoken. But I declare by God's name, I will have everything I desire. I'm not going to let the devil keep me from something. I'm not going to let people keep me from something. I'm not going to let limitations keep me from something. I have self-analyzed. And I'm going to alter and edit so I can get what I want. God did not put me here to live a small life. God did not put me here and have everything that our ancestors have done so that I could just walk around and say, well, I guess I'll just accept what it is. I guess I'll just accept it. I'm never going to be any better than this. I ain't going to. I guess I'm just going to accept it. Let me write down these resolutions again. I ain't going to do it, but let me write them down again. I'm just going to accept No, 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 no. This 2024 is the year of more, and it requires the work to get it done. Mary, Mary said, go and get your blessing. If you don't have that song on your playlist, you better get it. The bass is heavy. You might have to turn the bass down on that one, but it's. And so I want to close out within all of this, because this is, this is, this is, it can come across as being complex. So I want to simplify it a little bit for us today. Now, Naaman, this dude was a mighty, mighty man. He had conquered lands, conquered people. He was a mighty warrior. He had had so many victories. And yet, Mm. you can have it all. It can all be working out for you. But something might get in the way to slow you down. Naaman had leprosy. How dare I have leprosy? Look at all that I've done. Look at all that I've accomplished. And here it is that I, I of all people have leprosy. And here's what I like. One of the points I like about this story. In the United Church of Christ, we always say God is still speaking. God is still speaking. God is still speaking. Do we believe it? Do we we believe that God is still speaking? Are we expecting God to only speak from the, the pastor? Are we expecting God to only speak through certain people and, and, and not expecting God to be speaking everywhere? Because this mighty man, Naaman, 
The solution to his problem came from, see, the, the version we read was a little nice. The solution to his problem came from a slave girl. It came from the slave girl that he had captured from another land. And even though she was a slave girl and taken from her people, she still said, I have a solution for you. She was a nobody, but yet it was a solution that came from his enemies. It was a solution that came from his foe. It was a solution that came from an unlikely place. He probably wasn't expecting somebody like a slave girl to offer up a solution for him. He was probably waiting on, oh, I don't know, Dr. So-and-so or sister whoever and whoever and reverend yada yada and prophetess she knows so much. He was probably waiting on a solution from somebody else instead of waiting for the word to come from anywhere. Hebrews 13 and 2 says, be careful because you entertain angels unaware. You never know who's going to speak into your life, when they're going to speak into your life, and where it may come from. You might be thinking to yourself, I can't receive from that person. That person is my enemy. But baby, if your mind is stayed on God, if you are focused on God speaking to you, even your enemy can bless you with a word that will change your life. You ain't got to like them. You got to love them. But you ain't got to like them. You can receive something from it. I love, I love the story over in Numbers 22. It says that God opened the mouth of an ass to speak to Balaam. That means God can open the mouth of every ass that's in your life. That means God can speak to you through people that you don't expect it to come from. It can come from radical places. That means that God can speak to you from the barista at Starbucks. God can speak to you from the mechanic down at Ford. God can speak to you in any and every place and at any time. And so you have to walk around expecting that I'm going to receive a word today. I'm going to receive confirmation today. I'm going to learn something today. I have had to rent several cars over the last few months, especially going to New Orleans. And, you know, I, I book, book it in my little app, and then one of my credit cards give, gives me, you know how the, the, you know, the, the diamond-encrusted executive platinum elevated, you're the everybody and the it factor thing. And so even though I don't rent anything that much, it's just my credit card just making me look like I'm somebody, but I, you know, I, well, I am somebody, but, you know. Um, so... Every time I've gone to the counter, even when I went to Midland, Texas, I was telling Corey and Jermaine about this the, the other night. So I booked the car and I usually book just the mid-level one because I know if I book the, 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 you know, the lowest one, I might end up in like a tuna fish can trying to drive down the road. So I just, so I booked the middle level one and then I just, and then I, I know inevitably, this is what I expect. I, this is what I just go through. I'm like, they're not gonna have the car. So I walk up to the counter and I, every, I get off the plane and I'm like, I'm here to pick up my car. Your name, Les yeah, Leslie Jackson, that's right. Oh, thank you, you're a blah, 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 it's status. Oh, oh, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. And see, and I'm really not, I haven't earned the status, I just got it through the credit card, like I said, but, I act, but I'm gonna act like I am because listen, someone said, fake it till you make it, but I call it vibrating at where I wanna be. 
So I, I stand there and then they say, we don't have the car. I said, oh no. <sighs> I said, well, you know, I just, I'm here for my church and then I, or I'm here for a funeral. And I, I just, you know, I booked it online. I said, I'm really not too particular, but you can bless me however you want to bless me. Well, Mr. Jackson, we have that new Mercedes-Benz that just came out, and we will go ahead and give it to you at the price that you would have paid for the other one. Well, Mr. Jackson, we have the Genesis GV80. It just came out. We just got it, and so we'll give it to you. Oh, well, Mr. Jackson, I can't find the keys for the Volvo. Let us give you another Mercedes. On That's fine. I'll take it. See, I could walk in there with the attitude that this person don't know me and, and this person is just working at this counter and that this person has no way of blessing me, but I'd already decided if God can speak through an ass and I have to entertain, entertain angels unaware, then I expect that the person that's working on the counter wants to bless somebody so they can be blessed in return. I come with the right mindset. God is still speaking, even at the Avis counter. Then, Naaman, oh, Naaman, <laughs> Naaman got so upset because he wanted to be cured of his leprosy, but he wanted a big miracle. He wanted, as Scripture said, for the prophet to, Woe now, the Lord of all of the universe shall heal you of your leprosy and make you whole. Yama lama 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 shama dama ding dong. <laughs> Naaman wanted the fanfare. He wanted the entertainment. He wanted a big miracle. So that he could walk out and say, this, this Lord or this prophet or this whoever healed me. Naaman was not looking for an ordinary solution. So my word for us this morning is stop looking for an extraordinary miracle when an ordinary solution will do. Part of the reason we can't move from where we're at is because we're waiting on God to move, but God has already spoke through the ass. God has already spoke through somebody you didn't want him to speak through. God has already done some things for you, but you weren't listening because you're waiting on God to part the Red Sea. You're waiting on God to move the mountain. When all along God has already said, it is done, it's finished. I told you about this through your mama. I told you about this through your dad. I told you about this through your friend. I've already said what the solution is, but you're waiting on the skies to open up. And so because you can't, I like that, what is it called, kiss? Because you can't keep it simple, stupid. Your extraordinary miracle can't happen. The extraordinary miracle often happens through inordinary ways. And the other thing Naaman had to do, <laughs> I like this part, when he finally said, okay, let me, let me go and do it, because, of course, somebody simple had to tell him, had he have, had he have said, you know, spin around ten times, Rub this oil on you and speak in tongues 
and go slaughter a cow, you would have accepted it. And the servant says, no, it's something that's easy. Why don't you, why don't you just go do it? So he goes down to the River Jordan and he bathes in the water seven times, seven times. So here we have to understand that a consistent rhythm of the ordinary produces extraordinary results. A consistent rhythm of the ordinary produces extraordinary results. Year after year, I've tried to get in the gym and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm lifting and I'm running and I'm doing all these things. And, and finally, someone like gave me some good solutions towards the end of last year. Year after year, I do the same thing. And so this year, I just decided, because it's a pivot year for me, and, you know, I'm single now, and I'm in these streets, and so I need to... <laughs> so, uh, and it's working. I, let me... <laughs> Lord Jesus, let me hush. There's children present. So, so I, I'm starting to notice that, wow, something is changing. But I just... I got to just keep, I have to keep a consistent rhythm of the ordinary to expect extraordinary results. Everybody that I see in the gym, you know, you, now y'all know who I'm talking about because they walk in, they, ah, 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 boom, you know, ah, ah, everybody I see, they started somewhere. Consistent rhythm of the ordinary will produce the extraordinary results. Atomic Habits said all of the little ordinary things, ain't that right, Treva Phoenix? It said all of the little ordinary things are votes for our identity. All of those little steps when we repeatedly do those things moves us into the identity that we would like to create for ourselves. Leonardo da Vinci put it this way, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. This is why I have said year after year, Cleveland Shea, y'all know that, I've said it year after year, don't write down 12 resolutions because you're not going to do it. Pick one or two or three. Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. And then I put it this way, we need to normalize that easy is elegant. We need to normalize that easy is elegant. We go through life expecting to do extraordinary things, miracles to happen, red seas to part, when all along, all we have to do is understand that this thing can be as easy as we want it to be. It can be easy and it can be elegant. And if we just do the thing we need to do consistently, then you shall see the extraordinary results. Then you shall see the miracle. Then you shall stand and see your victory. I'm going to close out with this, and, and I hope we're all kind of sticking with our, <laughs> at least one of our resolutions. I always love to say, there is no plan B in God. There is no plan B in God. There is only plan A. We have given you a series 
that can help get your year off to a great start. And the, sim the simplicity in all of this that I want to leave you with is this. Don't complicate it. Keep it simple, stupid. Because here's the beautiful thing. Everything that you have been through has brought you to this very moment. Everything that you have been through, God is going to use it to make sure that you remain on plan A. You may think you've screwed up your life. You may think you've done the wrong thing. You may think you can't get on track. You may be sitting around looking for an extraordinary miracle. But the simplicity of this is that in God, in God, you are right on time. In God, you are right where you need to be. In God, you are already destined for so much purpose and passion. And all you have to do is stand where you are right now and say, I am all that I need to be. I have a simple way of moving forward. I don't have to stress about everything that has happened. I don't have to develop a 25-point business plan. I don't have to come up with a 100-page life coaching plan. All I have to do is stand right here and say, I'm already on plan A. I'm moving forward in God with where I'm at. I know I screwed up. I know I shouldn't have cussed that woman out. I know I should have paid that bill. I know I should have moved in this way but in God right now I'm where I'm supposed to be and glory to God I'm moving forward with plan A God is going to use everything that I've done the good the bad the ugly the not so great God will use it all and at the end of the day I'll look back and folks will say wow how blessed you are and I'll just say I just kept it simple, stupid. <laughs> I just kept it simple. I just trusted. I just trusted that God was going to do what God needed to do. And I knew I had to cut back on the fried chicken, so I just stopped at Chicken Plus, you know, a few less times. But that I'm already on plan A. I'm already on time. I don't know who it is, but you are hurting, and it is, it, is, it is paining me in my heart. I don't know who it is, but you are just fine the way you are. All you, I've, I've been listening to a podcast. It's called, the, the, it, it, they were talking about the million, the million dollar weekend or millionaire weekend or something like that. And one of the big lessons in it is don't worry about the how. Do it now. Do it now. And the lesson in that was like, you may want to create a business. And I don't know about you, but I've done this. You may want to create a business. And then you start thinking, oh, I need a social media plan. I need an LLC. I, gotta, oh, I need to do this. I need to do all this. And then, then he said, no, 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 no. All you need to do is this weekend get two customers. Don't worry about all the other stuff. Just weekend, this weekend, just get you two customers. Start being the business and stop trying to worry about and reading about and researching everything to get you there. Just start the damn business. So whoever you are, stop worrying about the how and start living in your now. The time is now. You're already on plan A. You don't have time to look back and worry about what has happened. You didn't, all, you didn't already piss some people off and screw some things up and Tore some things up. You don't have time to worry about what has happened. All you have time to worry about is how you're going to take the next step. Not worry about the rest of the staircase. Not worry about what's going to happen two weeks from now. But take the next step today. That is the simplest and easiest thing you can do. 
because we are always, as Christians, created anew, children of the resurrection, bound for life eternal, which has already started now. Amen? In 2024, we're what? Imagining more. Amen. God bless you.